outrage, but combined with the big hack that Yahoo just right. suffered and combined with the way that it sounds like Yahoo handled this internally, which was to bypass its security team, it's possible that they might say, look, all right, this brand is in enough trouble that we want out. But they have been remarkably quiet hmm. in the last few months. Molly Wood, our senior tech correspondent. Thanks, Molly. My pleasure. Ought to add Yahoo's response to Reuters about this story, which goes like this, quote, Yahoo is a law-abiding company and complies with the laws of the United States, end of quote. Yahoo shares up just touch today. Verizon dropped 1.2%. Read that as you will. Us, we'll have the details when we do the numbers. All the cool people in international economics are in Washington, D.C. Today, the annual meeting of the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, started this morning. All right. Maybe not all the cool people, but a whole lot of them. You know what I mean? Of particular note, policy-wise, is that the IMF has scaled back its estimate for American economic growth this year, citing concerns over everything from the U.S. election to Brexit to rising trade protectionism. Marketplace's Adam Ellington has that update. IMF chief economist Maurice Obstfeld said the global economy is moving sideways. His term, not mine. That continued weak growth among wealthier countries risks offsetting higher growth rates in emerging economies. In short, growth has been too low for too long. And in many countries, its benefits have reached too few. The IMF cut its outlook for U.S. growth from 2.2% down to one6 That was based on lower demand for goods and services and weak business investment. One problem is that monetary policies to boost growth appear to be less and less effective. So says University of Chicago economist Randall Krosner. People have been relying so heavily on central banks to do all the heavy lifting, but they're only one of the players in town. Krosner says it takes other policies, such as investment in infrastructure, to juice growth. Chris Varveris is the senior managing director of Macroeconomic Advisors. He cued in on the IMF's stance on the threat posed by a global backlash against free trade and open borders. Protectionism and uncertainty about policies are two factors that we are very concerned about as factors that could hold back both the U.S. and the global economy. Varveris did say that compared to the rest of the world, the U.S. is in good shape. No bubbles or factors that would pull the economy into a drastically slower growth track. And the IMF seems to agree, so far, increasing its forecast for next year up to 2.2%. In Washington, I'm Adam Allington for Marketplace. We shall see in the vice presidential debate tonight how long it takes for the old standbys of this campaign to come up. The emails, of course, and since the New York Times story this weekend, Donald Trump's taxes. Mr. Trump talked about that story in a speech he made yesterday in Colorado. I have brilliantly used those laws. I have often said on the campaign trail that I have a fiduciary responsibility to pay no more tax than is legally required, like anybody else. Or, put another way, to pay as little tax as legally possible. Fiduciary responsibility is one of those business phrases you hear a lot, but about which there is some confusion. Here with Sabri Beneshore and our explainer. So about Donald Trump's fiduciary duty. I think that it's a lot of hooey. Essentially legal nonsense. An amazingly manipulative, cynical, and 
false portrayal of the concept of fiduciary duty. Hillary Sale, professor at Washington University Law School, Robert Jackson, professor at Columbia Law School, Lynn Stout, professor at Cornell Law School. First of all, this is what fiduciary duty actually is. Hillary Sale. Technically, we define a fiduciary as somebody who is required to act in the best interests of another person. That is, to put the interests of someone else ahead of your own interests. So your accountant has a fiduciary duty to you. A corporate board has a fiduciary duty to the corporation. But these are his personal tax returns. He has no fiduciary duty to cut his own taxes. Now, let's say we weren't talking about his own personal taxes. Let's say we were talking about the taxes of his corporation. Fiduciary duties do not command managers to minimize their taxes. Columbia's Robert Jackson there. CEOs can keep taxes down, but they don't have to. Corporations do things all the time that might produce a higher tax bill or lower corporate profits. Cornell's Lynn Stout. Corporations choose to raise their employees' salary.